in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, what did you guys hear while we were not on the radio? What was it, a commercial, a promo? Was it me talking? It's all right. It's okay. Uh, hi, we're back. Everything good? Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what? You better know your rights. You better know your rights in America. How many people can name the 11th Amendment? Hmm? You know what the 11th Amendment is or the 9th Amendment or the 3rd Amendment or the 22nd Amendment? Hmm? How many How many people know the amendments? Do you know? Do you know your rights? Because they're coming to take them away. And it's going to be a hell of a lot easier for them to take those rights away if we don't know what the hell they are in the first place. Yeah, I know. We got a general sense. And most people know the First Amendment, the Fifth Amendment. Um, and after that, it gets... <laughs> A little bit hazy, right, for each and every one of us, myself included, oh, by the way. What is the Ninth Amendment? I don't know. Uh, but a couple of things are coming together where I do not trust uh, the government all, at all. I know they're encroaching on our rights. I need to brush up. I need to bone up. I need to know those rock solid. And so do you. So do you. Philadelphia. Have you been to Philadelphia lately? Uh, I've been avoiding it because... <laughs> Have you seen the videos? It's ooh, used to be a beautiful city. It is uh, a total pit now. Uh, heroin addicts uh, right there on the street, everywhere you go. I was there maybe f- seven years ago, and it was kind of in decline at that point. Anyway, I remember going there as a kid. I was seven years old and seeing the Liberty Bell, the Liberty Bell. And we were so proud to get our picture, to see the Liberty Bell, and you can actually stick your finger in that little crack, right? You can actually, and so many people did. What else happened in my childhood? Uh, we dressed up as little Minutemen in the Bicentennial Parade, 1976, July 4th, 1976, the Bicentennial. Do you remember that? Do you remember how, how great the patriotism was? Everybody was celebrating America, right? Democrats, Republicans, it was, we celebrated America in so many ways. We don't have a country anymore. We don't have a culture. We've got literally the Democrat Party who thinks it's all systemically racist and needs to be totally eradicated, and they need to start anew. And who the hell's going along with it? Joe Biden. Joe Biden is going along with it. Oh, do you see the latest? He's in a strictly cosmetic move. To oh, I'm, I'm taking the border seriously. How many troops are they sending to the border? 1,500? 1,500 U.S. troops. Not, of course, to secure the border. No, to uh, file paperwork. They're going to file paperwork, and they're going to do some data entry, and they're going to set up some tents, and it's going to look uh, it's going to look like the Biden administration suddenly got serious. For those who aren't serious, that's what that's what they'll think. That's what they'll think. So uh, we have to know our rights. We have to. We have to commit to memory that Bill of Rights and the whole Constitution. And, you know, the Constitution is not complex. They want you to think it is. They want you to think it's hard. And if you're not familiar with it, the moment somebody says uh, Section 2, Article 2, Section 5, oh, boy, that sounds like a convoluted contract. It really isn't. It's written for the lay person. You don't have to be a lawyer to understand the con- uh, to understand the Constitution. And you don't have to be a constitutional lawyer to understand that they are acting in a way that is totally unconstitutional, the federal government. And that beast... That total beast. What is, what is his name? Dr. Rachel Levine, right? 
Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services. This is somehow Adolescent Sexual Awareness Month. Did you know that? Adolescent health with a focus on sexual healing. Sexual healing. Remember that, Marvin Gaye? How did that go again? Sexual he, it was so edgy when that song came out. Now it's, uh, <laughs> now it's almost corny. He was talking about, uh, regular sexual relations between a, uh, between two consenting adults, whatever gender, man, woman, man, man, woman, woman. All right. But at least the genders were genders. Now there's a spectrum of genders. Did you know that? There's a spec, I, I know that because NBC News told me the other day. There's no such thing as man and woman. There is a spectrum of genders. Chuck Todd said that there's a whole body of evidence that says this now. Well, the science, the science. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. really got my attention the other day. Some fake news reporter on ABC News was trying to shut him down. Oh, the studies say, the studies say, the science disagrees with you. The studies say this about the vaccine. And like, And you know what Robert F. Kennedy said? He said, science is dynamic. It's a really interesting way to put it. Science is dynamic. It's changing. We learn more. It's growing. It's, you know, one one set, one experiment may or may not be able to be replicated. You can have a debate about that. You know, replication is very, very important. Uh, The test of, what do they call it, falsibility, it's, it's interesting. But to say that the science says this, shut up. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. And to use science as a as a cudgel, as a weapon, to make people stay home and comply, and I, hmm, that's not that's not freedom. That's not liberty. That's not liberty. And to use January sixth as the ultimate uh, weapon, the ultimate shaming tool. And the moment you say January sixth, a lot of people go running. A lot of people shut the hell up. A lot of people. Oh boy. That's a tough one to bear. I was having dinner with somebody the other night, and um, I, well, a friend of ours came who was rather conservative, and uh, they asked, well, are they a right-winger? And I said, mm, what do you mean by right-winger? Well, January 6th. What about January 6th? Well, what do they say about January 6th? Well, they probably say what I say, that it was a total setup job, and the cops left the doors open on purpose. And everybody was brought, essentially, into the Capitol to shut down, not the electoral count, but the objections to the electoral count. Anyway, we had a relatively tense dinner. (laughs) No, it was really nice. I mean, people disagree. That's okay, right? Isn't that okay? It should be. Although, then again, like I asked the president last week, you know, in a moment of uh, naivete, you might call it, or... Uh, overly, I was overly helpful, overly optimistic. I said, Mr. President, you can reach out to the left. As a matter of fact, do me a favor. Let's get that from last week. I said, you could reach out to the left. You could talk to them. And he said, I could reach out to the left, but there are some things that, you know, we, we're not going to ever do. We don't believe the border should be open. We don't, we're not going to sanction this transgender mess and children and the sexual books in the schools that can't ever we can't ever accept that and we can't we we just can't and uh the left boy they really have to bend themselves over into a crazy twisted wiener pretzel to go along with this stuff right i mean it's it's actually at the white house correspondence center i loved it when they were all 
yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering when that comedian said something about, um, hey, you got to have the drag queens in the schools because the drag queens aren't trying to groom anybody, right? Cut 38, please. Cut 38. Hmm. Or, well, you can tell me when you're done. I said cut 38. No? All right. Speaking of drag queens, can, can we stop with the grooming stuff? Can you stop talking about that? Drag queens are not at a school to groom your kids. Stop it. Woo! Who would applaud that? Who would applaud that? Uh, I wanted to go through this yesterday, but uh, I did it last night, so I got some juicy little tidbits, okay? Two juicy little tidbits from that fake news um, orgy the other night, the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Um, these people take themselves very, very seriously. This is the, the head of the White House Correspondents' Association. I was in the White House Correspondents' Association. I've been to this dinner, oh, by the way. Every day I would go to the White House to work as a White House correspondent, and there were about, like, 20 of us there. There were 20 people there. And then this association somehow puts on a dinner and 10,000 people show up. And then somebody is the head of it. And this year it's this uh, woman from NPR. Listen to this. Do these these people take themselves seriously or what? Cut 32, please. Cut 32. When we're asking questions in the Oval Office, under the wing of Air Force One or in the briefing room, we are stand-ins for the American people. Our responsibility to the country is woven into the fabric of the nation, enshrined in the First Amendment of the Constitution. And we take that responsibility seriously. Wow, you sound so important. You're really, really important. Just ask her. Uh, Get over yourself, toots, all right? If you really took that responsibility seriously, well, you'd be asking questions about, Joe Biden and his business entanglements overseas and whether or not he's compromised, okay, because of his son taking all that money and a lot of that money going to Joe himself. Instead, you ask him about, uh, oh, I don't know, you write out questions and you submit them ahead of time and uh, you ask all about trade affairs with South Korea. That's the last thing that happened, right? I mean, they're not asking questions. Notice how she brags about where they are. Ooh, under the wing of Air Force One or in the Oval Office, making it sound as glamorous as possible. But they're not they're not holding anybody accountable. How can Joe Biden be in full view of the of the press, right? And they do get to lob questions at him. And no one, zero, not one of these cowards has asked about the laptop. Not one. Not one. Now let's see here. Uh then what else do they do in what this orgy? The White House correspondents uh Self-congratulatory orgy. They give themselves trophies. Cut 30. Where is that thing? Cut 33. The Aldo Beckman Award for Overall Excellence in White House Coverage is named for a former association president, the late Chicago Tribune correspondent Aldo Beckman. This year, the award goes to Matt Beiser of The Washington Post. The Award for Excellence in Presidential News Coverage by Visual Journalists this year goes to my dear friend, everybody's dear friend, Doug Mills of the New York Times. The Catherine Graham Award for Courage and Accountability, named in honor of the legendary Washington Post publisher, goes this year to Josh Gerstein and Alex Ward of Politico. Such courage, such courage. Hey, the Politico people, by the way, what, what, what story do they get that award for? 
uh, leaking the Dobbs decision. You know, the Supreme Court that got everybody primed and ready to revolt, that turned the protesters out in front of Kavanaugh's house. Justice Alito says he feels as though his life is in danger. Yeah, those guys. Woohoo! Congratulations, huh? And, uh, oh, what are these awards? What, is, what though, usually does it actually mean? Listen to them spell out why this guy got an award. This jerk, by the way, this reporter, Jeff Mason, he always made a big deal out about wearing a mask at the hearings, right? And when he was on TV for the press briefings, he'd always wear a mask. And what would he do as soon as that thing was over? He'd take off his mask. He's a real slime and uh, a bit of a dum-dum, too. But anyway... I guess he was working on a Sunday night. Listen to this is what they call a scoop these days in Washington, D.C. Cut 34. The WHCA gives out two awards for reporting under deadline pressure, one for print, another for broadcast. This year's print winner is Jeff Mason of Reuters. The judges said based on a tip and working his sources, Jeff broke the news of a White House solar initiative late on a Sunday night, hours before the administration announced it on Monday morning. The speed of Jeff's reporting had an impact on the markets and led to multiple other news outlets citing his piece before the official White House announcement the following day. Please welcome the winner of the Deadline Award for Print from Reuters, Jeff Mason. Wow! And he goes up and he gets a trophy and he gets his picture taken with the president. Now, did you catch his scoop on Sunday night, the night before? He got wind of, uh, what was it again? The White House Solar Initiative. Wow. If only I could have broken that story on the White House Solar Initiative. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, hello. White House pressed on Biden sending U.S. troops to border. Like, why didn't you do this a long time ago? Uh, Why now? Why now? And why are you going to have them do support stuff? Hang around. It's basically just um, cosmetic, I do believe. Well, this will free up resources. Nah. This is um, this is window dressing. This is I haven't gotten to the bottom of it. We don't know all the details, but I am suspicious. And uh, twenty five hundred troops to the border who are not going to be actually securing the border. They're going to set up tents and do other stuff. Sounds like a little bit of PR, but who knows? Hey, James Flippin is here. I heard this thing about a guy on the subway choking somebody, and then they arrested him. But apparently, the guy who choked the guy was a good guy. James, what the hell's going on? Yeah, so, I mean, I think everybody's been in this situation on the subway before, right? Or maybe thought about it. Where uh, it's like, what happens if that crazy guy comes close to me or starts bothering somebody else on the train here or whatever? So that scenario played out in real time yesterday, around 2.30, on an F train headed uptown at the Lafayette Broadway station. This guy, 30 years old apparently, was freaking out, harassing people, saying things that were of a threatening nature. Uh, no reports have come out that this guy was brandishing a weapon or anything like that. But a 24-year-old passenger leapt into action and put the guy in a headlock. We don't really know what that means, whether it was like a side headlock, some sort of sleeper hole. A headlock. A, he gave him a noogie. Gave him a little bit of a lockdown there. And That's the guy, okay. I did that in sixth grade, fourth grade. What's the big deal? Well, so the guy passed out, right? The 30-year-old guy passed out, lost the nut. consciousness. The, nut. the guy who was her- allegedly harassing people going nuts, he, he passed out. He later died. So 
obviously cops are responding. They detained this 24-year-old guy, asked him some questions, this, that, the other. They did not arrest him. They did not press any charges, at least as of yet. They're still investigating the incident. But it turns out this 30-year-old guy who got choked out, passed out, and died had 44 prior arrests involving some incidents that did connect to the subway system, like, you know, fare evasion, harassment, maybe stuff like that. Fare evasion? That must be an, a, an arrest from 15 years ago. I was going to say, they don't they don't list that one anymore. Uh, but yeah. So, all right. Um, now, uh, I guess it will come down to what the hell drugs were in his system. So, wait, I heard this guy was in trouble, the guy who choked him. Uh, was he at all in any trouble? Didn't they detain him or something like that? Well, they they questioned him at the scene. As far as I know, they didn't put him in. I, I don't really know for sure if they put him in handcuffs or, you know, whether or not they brought him down to the precinct or anything like that. But they did not press charges against the guy. They basically, from what I understand, they talked to him there at the scene and then let him go. And there were 70 witnesses who said the guy was a lunatic. He helped us, right? I'm, I'm sure that that was the case. You would hope that the fellow New Yorker came through and said, no, listen, this guy's a good guy here. Well, another reason to uh, not ride the subway, because uh, if you spring into action and uh, defend people, well, you, some lunatic, and you put him in a headlock, you can't even put a lunatic in a headlock anymore. I'd like to just note that there was a news report I was looking at before coming on that just snuck in. Subway crime is down 6% this year. Now, now do you, that's you know what that is, pal? <laughs> that is a fake news report. That is a fake news report. You realize that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the government... They own these numbers. They're playing with the numbers, absolutely. Ah, wow. Good try, fake news. Thank you, James. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, we have breaking news on the White House Solar Initiative. White House Solar Initiative. They gave somebody an award for getting the press release the night before on the White House Solar Initiative. Uh, for some strange re- I'll get to that in a second. Hey, do you have that moment where I asked Donald Trump about reaching out to the, to the political left? Cause I always really thought that he had the power to kind of bridge the divide and, uh, but his answer was interesting and I, I, I don't think I thought about it deeply enough. Go ahead. Thanks. Talking to the left. That's something you could do. You could reach out to the left. I just That's want something. what's good for the country. That would be good for the country. Now I have to tell you, with that being said, uh, if they're going to want open borders where anybody can come in from prisons and from mental institutions and hundreds of thousands of people pouring in, I'm never going to be able to support that. I'm never going to be able to support no voter ID. When you go to an election, you, you need an ID to do almost anything nowadays except vote. They, own, they don't want voter ID because they want to be able to cheat. So there are things, the whole transgender mess that's taken pl- place now. Uh, they're going to have to come a long way. Otherwise, people like you and like me and like a lot of people that we know are not going to be able to support that. All right. It's true. And I like the way he called it. This whole transgender mess. This whole, tra- you know, you could get into the weeds on, you know, LGBTQ and then the, the, uh, non-binary and, uh, you know, the, the drag queens in the schools and uh, gender affirming care and, uh, you know, or puberty blockers and books and just call it, it's a, the transgender mess. It is a transgender mess. It is this whole transgender mess. And how can I go with that? You know, so many other people, when that issue comes up, they try to show how, you know, conversant they are with all the different and woke and gender affirming care and, uh, gender affirming care for children, gender affirming care for adults, gender affirming care 
And screw that. It's a transgender mess. It is a total transgender mess. And uh, that's not good for the country. It's just not good for the country. Hey, what about this uh, deadbeat granddad? Can we make that a thing that Joe Biden is a deadbeat granddad? They will not acknowledge they're kicking and screaming every step of the way. Hey, by the way, uh, Hunter Biden is looking rough. I mean, at least he's put a few pounds on. Now he's getting kind of <laughs> just Hunter Biden going in and out of that courtroom. Yikes. You better take care of yourself, pal. I don't want anything bad to happen to Hunter Biden. I don't want anything bad to happen to Joe Biden. I told you about these guys, right? I told you how I feel about them. I mean, they are totally corrupt, filthy scoundrels, and I don't like them. But I love them, all right? I love these dudes. I love everybody. And I hope uh, I hope they get it straightened out because right now they are totally, totally lost, both of them. How can you as the president? You know what? If you don't respect the child, if you don't respect your family's name, because this totally uh, reflects badly on anything Biden, that you won't rescue this kid, this nine-year-old innocent child in Arkansas, well, what about the presidency, huh? Doesn't the presidency kind of warrant this being fixed with a great big fat check if Hunter doesn't want to do the right thing and marry this girl? Well, maybe they should give her the money she's due. And somebody was talking to me today. Oh, well, you know, it doesn't take that much money to raise a girl in, in rural Arkansas. And they're trying to, hey, shut up with that stuff. Uh, you know, this is all about child support comes down to how much can the father provide? How much can the father actually afford? And that's what they're trying to get at. And Hunter is wheeling and dealing all over the world. Now, one of the reasons why they may be fighting this, because if they show, if they, if they allude to all the money he's got, well, that kind of in a weird way confirms the laptop. Is that what's happening? You know, the, cause the laptop indicates that he's got a lot of bucks, a lot of money. Hey, listen to this little snippet of fake news, would you? It starts right at the top. Cut 28. This week with George Stephanopoulos starts right now. Making it official. Stop. Notice George Stephanopoulos. This week with George Stephanopoulos, and it's some woman's voice. Where the hell is George? Every week it's somebody else other than George Stephanopoulos. Don't call it that show anymore. Anyway, the George Stephanopoulos show... <laughs> not featuring George Stephanopoulos, had a big piece on Joe Biden. Um, actually, continue that. With, would you just continue? This week with George Stephanopoulos starts right now. Making it official. It's time to finish the job. All right. Time to finish the job. Joe Biden is running for president. Time to finish the job. Um, He made it official, I guess, last Tuesday, right? Is that when the video came out? Yeah, video came out last Tuesday. And they make a big news story out of it on Sunday. And then they have on, they're going to talk about it some more. So they have a guest on. And who do they have? They have Senator Tim Coons, C-O-O-N-S, Democrat of Delaware, Joe's best buddy. Joe's best buddy. And guess what? As the first guest on the George Stephanopoulos show, not featuring George Stephanopoulos, um, he says all kinds of nice things about his best buddy, Joe Biden. Cut 29. I think Joe Biden is agile, is capable. His record of leadership, both at home and abroad, makes him eminently qualified. And we should be focusing some on the wisdom and experience he brings to the job. 
in addition to the accomplishments he's had these first two years. I, 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 wow, he called them agile. And all that's, I mean, how can you say any of that with a straight face? That was Chris Coons. Chris Coons, I think his name is. Yeah, Chris Coons. Chris Coons is the United States senator that just stood there and grinned and looked away as Joe Biden licked his daughter up and down. Sorry, but you can look it up. It's right there. Joe fondled that guy's daughter, who was like 16 years old at the time. That's wrong. And it's on videotape. And he's just ignoring the whole thing, just like he's ignoring reality with this, uh, with that little assessment. Anyway, I, so I went back. I was curious. Hmm, what was the first, who was the first guest on after Donald Trump declared on the same show? I wonder who the guest was. Hmm. And, uh, do you recognize this voice? It's right. It, let me know if this sounds familiar. This is the first guest after Donald Trump declared for president on the Stephanopoulos show. I think Joe Biden is agile, is capable. No, no, no. Cut 30. And as we showed in the January 6th hearings, the president used that platform to incite that attack on the Capitol. Uh, his comments about the vice president. Adam Schiff. Put Mike Pence's life uh, in danger. Shifty Schiff. That's the guy they picked. That's the guy they picked. So they're working full time to protect Joe and hurt Trump. That's what they do. Hey, did you hear this uh, E. Jean Carroll fake rape trial that she was a big fan of Law and Order? You know, the show Law and Order. She watched it all the time. She just binge watched it all the time. It's on TV all the time. So she probably didn't do much else. She certainly didn't do much writing uh, for this for an alleged writer. She was not prolific at all. And most of her writings are very kooky, just like she is. Um, so guess what? In one of the episodes of that show, uh, a woman gets raped in the dressing room of Bergdorf Goodman. Hmm? It's kind of, uh, for her favorite TV show, the same thing happens. She ripped off the whole story from Law & Order. I think it seriously undermines her credibility. Hmm? This is the same woman who has said out loud that rape is sexy. That this horrible, brutal violation is somehow sexy. This woman needs to be uh, put away, don't you think? Or, I mean, she needs some time to rest. She was put up to this, oh, by the way, by a bunch of, uh, by a cabal, if you will, of Trump haters, including Kellyanne Conway's ex-husband, George Conway. You ever see that um, that basket case on TV, George Conway? Total Trump hater, yeah, him. him. And I love it how they try to say Trump is racist. You know, I talked to this very smart woman who's doing a story about anti-Semitism, and it's on the rise uh, in Europe, and it, and it certainly is. Um, and guess who she's blaming? Guess who she blames? Yeah, Trump. Even when she told me, I could tell, like, oh gosh, you're she she felt self-conscious. Like you're taking the easy way out, aren't you? You're just gonna blame you're gonna blame that on Trump. You're gonna blame the greatest president, uh, American president that Israel ever had, the Abraham Accord. His son-in-law, his most trusted aide during his first term. Uh, Jared Kushner is an Orthodox Jew, just like his daughter. His own flesh and blood is Jewish. His grandchildren are Jewish. And have you ever hung around Donald Trump? It's, uh, it is, it's actually a really amazing thing. It doesn't matter. It does not matter who you are. He will love or hate with abandon. It doesn't matter. It does not matter what's on the outside. Your color doesn't matter. As, um, as the divorce posse out of the UK once said, hey, what does Megyn Kelly uh, have to say about some of this stuff? Tucker Carlson 
Uh, or is that over yet? No. Uh, everyone's waiting for Tucker to make his next move. I like Tucker. I know Tucker. I know this is ultimately, I think this is going to be great for him. Uh, actually, it's great for him right now. Uh, word is he's still getting, how much does he make? He makes like $300,000 a week, a week from the Fox News channel. So you can't really get too worked up. I don't like it though that the government called for his termination and they terminated him. You know, Chuck Schumer didn't like what he was, wasn't picking up what he was putting down. All right, here's Megyn Kelly, cut 31. This is all an orchestrated hit job, in my opinion, and it's not a subtle one. It's not enough to fire you, Haya. You must be destroyed, and it doesn't matter how nice a guy you were, how many points you put on the board for the channel, that you brought us through the Trump years, that you were number one in your time slot, that you haven't said one negative word about us. You will be destroyed to settle some angry, bitter, internal PR hacks, personal vendetta against you. They're talking about the PR team there at Fox. I wonder who they, uh, hmm. Well, I've been reading all the stories about Tucker, and they're really not that bad. I mean, they're trying to say he was, uh, did they say he was misogynistic and some girl got her feelings hurt? Well, I looked it up. And do you know what he called the girl who wasn't within earshot? Yummy. Y-U-M-M-Y. Yummy. Hmm, she's yummy. (laughs) It's not exactly the coolest uh, word in the vocabulary, but it's not exactly hate speech, is it, right? Yummy. It sounds a little bit juvenile, but it's not hate speech, all right? Uh, I don't think they're destroying Tucker Carlson with these uh, little things here and there. And then they got him on the, on, like during a commercial break, he was complaining about Fox Nation. Uh, I don't think that's a problem <laughs> for Tucker, for anybody. I, I, people complain about stuff. People complain. I purposely, well, never mind. Well, yeah, I actually, I'll just say, you know, he wrote emails about, uh, I don't like to talk about what he wrote about in the emails. And it doesn't really matter what he wrote in the emails. And some of those things are in the public domain. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Somebody writes an email. Somebody sends a text message. Can you believe that they can actually search your telephone during a lawsuit. The only time anybody should be able to search your um, phone is if it's in an episode of 24 and you're an accused terrorist and, you know, you want to blow up the Eiffel Tower, all right, and they need to get in your phone to find out what the password is to defuse the bomb. Other than that, stay the hell out of the phone. That's like cracking open somebody's brain and screwing around inside the brain. And I don't, I mean... And actually getting back to the Bill of Rights thing we were talking about, I think that's Fourth Amendment stuff. Fourth Amendment is uh, unreasonable, no unreasonable search and seizure. And that's an unreasonable search. Absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, who the hell's Hailstorm? Hailstorm in Freeport. Sorry, didn't mean to introduce you that way. Hailstorm, is yeah. that your name? You just yeah. called in. Uh, you're, I, there's a big line in front of you, but what do you want to say about the trial? Okay. I tried to pitch uh, Saturday Night Live with a, with an idea. Okay, it's like a skit. But well, do you work there? No. Then no, you can't I'm, pitch them. Put it on. Why don't you do your own skit and put it on YouTube? Well, no. I want to. I want to pass it by you. See if it has legs. Are you ready? Well, uh, it's just an idea. Uh, all right. Please. What? Okay. A fake trial, like a Judge Judy courtroom. With a jury, the bailiff, the judge, cross-examine the Judge lawyer. Judy does not have a jury. It stinks already. It's up to her. A make-believe jury, whatever. Anyway, so 
they 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 uh, they talk to her. What proof do you have? Did you save the stain on the dress? No. Did you scream? No. Did you have a camera? No. Okay. So does this get funny down? or something like that? I mean, what is the purpose of this? What what happens? It, oh, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna land the plane, sir. Well, you gotta so, keep. You know what? You know what? Faster and funnier. That's what you gotta think of those words. The next time you write a skit, faster and funnier. So let's bring in this plane for a landing right now. So, so anyway, he's in front. They, they they goes to the jewelry, okay, and he's standing in front. And the lawyer says, "Was he well endowed or regular?" Hey, so listen, believe, we already we already did this. All right, remember the hands. Remember he hit me on my hands. There no the, the hand the smaller the hands there must be a problem believe me there's no problem there's no problem all right uh I don't know where this is going uh I mean all right it stinks so far quite frankly hailstorm so a guy walks in thirty years old looking like Trump oh here's my proof and that's it that sucks. Hailstorm, you know, you can't, you can get in trouble for calling the radio station with these cockamamie ideas. There are rules against that. Well, okay. all right, never mind. All right, I'll let you off the hook. Do me a favor. How far are you from the canal in Freeport? There are canals there, right? Um, uh, 10 blocks away. Do you go fishing at all? No, I, no. I, I belong to Splash, which is an organization that cleans up the bay. It started with one person. All right. She came home from college, and now they have like 3,000 members and 10 boats, and they pick up litter in the bay. It's a wonderful place. That's beautiful. I'm glad you do that. Stick with that. Stick away from the SNL writer room. I like that. Splash. They clean up the bay. Hailstorm, if that is your real name, I appreciate it. I'll be right back. Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I didn't think it was such a big deal, but um, I think, what's his name? Jeffrey Epstein is alive. Absolutely. That guy had the money, the connections, the power. Uh, it's The guy was a convicted child molester, and he was still hanging out with uh, global elites, the Central Intelligence Agency director. Are you crazy? This is one of those guys who could make anything happen, and he is alive. I, you know, one of the reasons why I say he's alive is because I saw the picture of him allegedly dead, and he's not dead. No freaking way is that guy dead. I've seen dead people. He is not dead. All right? Too much color, too much. No, he's just, he just closed his eyes. Uh, he's alive somewhere, enjoying himself. I hope he's not victimizing anybody anymore. Uh, I told you, I saw the guy once, gave him a dirty look. Uh, Bill Gates uh, saw him and uh, said, let's go on a road trip together. Hmm. Let's go, uh, what do you call it when you go out looking for girls together? I can't believe it's been such a long time. What do I, what do you call it? What do you call, be my wingman? What do you call that? Cruising. Cruising. Well, I thought that was more of a gay thing, actually. I think that's more of a gay thing. Uh Every, uh, why do I say? I got that from Rich. Hey, don't uh, look at me. Well, Rich, well, I don't know, no, no, no questions asked. They, whatever you do is you do. But the movie Cruising with Al Pacino, and that's why I say that's a gay thing. Whatever. They went out wolfing around. How's that? Wolfing around. And uh, all these people. You want to hear what uh, Jeffrey Epstein actually sounds like? Have you ever heard his voice, the sound of his voice? 
I played this last night on the show from a deposition. Listen to this. He said for a guy who's uh, like Dr. Evil, powerful and rich, he did not sound all that impressive. But it's kind of interesting to hear him say what he says out loud. Cut 20, please. Cut 20. Did you raise your hand, please? Would you solemnly swear the testimony you're about to give in the matter now pending should be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, ma'am. Would you please state your full name? Yes. I'm Jeffrey Edward Epstein, and my residence address is 6100 Red Hook Boulevard in Virgin Islands. Have you ever been convicted of a crime? Yes. What was the crime of which you were convicted? Two uh, counts, one soliciting prostitution and procuring a minor for prostitution. No. (laughs) Pretty upfront about it, huh? Well, you had to be. He raised his right hand. The next thing he did was invoke the Fifth Amendment. What is this 6100 Red Hook Boulevard? I've seen where he lives. There's one house on the entire island, 6100 Red Hook Boulevard. Uh, Wow. So uh, what else did we do last night? I think he's alive. I think that uh, it's impossible, just impossible, that he was killed um, uh, or committed suicide, I should say. Killed, that's one thing. Suicide, no. He's not a guy because he was looking for a way out. His lawyer spent three hours with him that day. The other thing is this. Uh, did you know that he was a college dropout? Didn't even finish NYU. Did you know he got a job teaching math at the Dalton School, a very prestigious private school on the Upper East Side without a college degree? Did you know that the person who hired him was a guy named Harry Barr, B-A-R-R? You know who that is? The father of Bill Barr, the former attorney general under Trump. Yeah. Bill Barr's father, Harry, hired a college dropout to be a teacher at the most prestigious private school in North America. What the hell is up with that? We don't know. We don't know 1% of this stuff. We don't know 1% of what's going on. 1%, I wish we knew. If you listen to this show, you might know 3%, but it's amazing. You know, like that thing with your brain, how much brain power. There is so much that's being kept with that. I am, you know who I am actually? And eh, never mind. I don't, I can't say the name yet, but we're getting there. Stay with me. Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hi, pardon me. Yes, here we are. Well, uh, where were we? <laughs> Troops to the border, not buying it. Cosmetic an election, uh, an, an election year stunt, even though it's not quite the election year. Uh, Donald Trump is going to CNN next week, huh? Now, if he had not done the interview with me last week, I might be annoyed, but actually it's a really good move on his part. He's going to go right in there to the belly of the beast and own the place. A town hall uh, program, town hall, a town hall. They call them town halls, and the anchor winds up asking all the questions. Uh, that's that's basically how it works, and um, and that's fine, I guess. I guess. Hey, did they find that guy in Texas yet? All right. Oh, no, he's still on the loose. Still on the loose, killed five people, including a nine-year-old boy. This thug, my goodness, um, had been deported four times, right? Kicked out of the country. He wasn't a citizen, so four times kicked out of the country. Four. Major criminal record, but still here. 
Hey, remember when Trump said this again with him, the quiet part out loud. This is June of 2015, the day he declares for president. And everybody was so defended by the book. Cut 21. They're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. And some, I assume, are good people. That is a totally fair statement. And the media tried to kill him right then and there. He can't be president. He can't. He must drop out of the race. He must drop out of the race. Um, they were wrong. He only got stronger. I will admit, though, even though I said that he could win that very day and that he would win, I just felt it. About a month later, when he went off about John McCain, <laughs> I like people who don't get captured. I was like, uh-oh. And then my old, the old Greg kicked in, all right, because I lived in the swamp for a long time. I lived down there, and, you know, you play by their rules. I mean, those rules kind of seep into your hard drive a little bit. And like, oh, that can't, you cannot say that about a war veteran. No, you cannot say that about John McCain. Well, actually, uh, he just did. <laughs> he did. And I guess a lot of people kind of had it. All right, you, I got it. What have you done for us lately? You're a war hero. Got it. But what have you done for us lately? Don't You can't just dwell on the past. You can't just talk about the past. Hey, that's a problem, and it's not really a problem. Was Vivek Ramatswamy here today? Is he coming back? I like that guy. Please have him come see me. He was on the Rudy Giuliani show uh, recently, and uh, he was on my show. So Tony Blinken might have to resign. The Secretary of State, what difference does it make? It's a good question. What difference does it make? Because is he really running the State Department? Is he really running world affairs? No. These people don't. uh, They worry about other stuff, as we found out yesterday. The Deputy Secretary of State, later the CIA director, some guy named Bill, Bill Burns, went up to New York City to hang around Jeffrey Epstein's townhouse after it came out that he was a sexual um, deviant, a sexual, uh, well, you can be a sexual deviant, but you could be, he was a sexual criminal. He was a registered sex offender, uh, for having molested children. And this guy still, you know, they're still hanging out. Now, again, it wasn't like it was a mission to help this guy pull himself up by his bootstraps. Hey, you made a mistake. I hear you're sorry. Everybody deserves a second chance. Uh, so, you know, how can we help you? No, they were like, how can you help me? How can you help me? This, the central intelligence agency guy. And what did the central intelligence agency guy want? You know what he wanted? Introductions, help as he found himself in the private sector. Uh, he was transitioning from deputy secretary of state to the private sector. What is it with this job? They're supposed to be handling the world. Instead, they're dealing with lowlights like Jeffrey Epstein and Hunter Biden, Tony Blinken was uh, consulting with Hunter when he was Deputy Secretary of uh, of State. All right, now John McCain famously went off on this guy. Diego, do you have this thing ready yet? All right, just send it to you. Do, do me a favor, fire it up. John McCain said out loud, now John McCain, you know, we, we, we like him, but he disappointed us a lot. He disappointed us a lot in a lot of different ways and definitely became a creature of the swamp. But at the same time, uh, he was something of a maverick. And regarding Tony Blinken, he said the guy was a danger to national security. And, man, 
Too bad they didn't listen, because he is. Uh, go ahead, Senator McCain. Madam President, I rise to discuss in a, my opposition to the pending uh, vote concerning Mr. Anthony Tony Blinken, who is not only unqualified, but in fact, in my view, uh, one of the worst uh, selections that of a very bad lot that this president has chosen. I hope that many of my colleagues will understand that not often do I come to the floor to oppose a nomination of the President of the United States because I believe that elections have consequences. In this case, this individual has actually been dangerous to America and to the young men and women who are fighting and serving it. Let's just review a couple of some of the elements in particular and Mr. Blinken's role in conceptualizing and furthering it. U.S. foreign policy is in a shambles. It's at best a strategic and at worst anti-strategic. I'll move on to Afghanistan. Mr. Blinken said, quote, we've been very clear. We've been consistent. The war will be concluded by the end of 2014. We have a timetable, and that timetable will not change. This is why I'm so worried about him being in the position that he's in. Because if they stick to that timetable, I am telling my colleagues that we will see the replay of Iraq all over again. We must leave a stabilizing force behind of a few thousand troops, or we will see again what we saw in Iraq. So let's move on to Syria. All right. I don't know about Syria, but look, it wasn't just about Afghanistan. It was about a lot of other things. You don't just come out like that when you have a disagreement about uh, how many troops to leave in Afghanistan. It was deep. It was um, a deep, visceral reaction to Tony Blinken. Bad guy, a danger to national security. It is pretty wild, though. Turned out to be entirely, entirely like, wow. Talk about looking into the future. That was in 2014. And eight years later, Tony Blinken will be the Secretary of State as we lose in Afghanistan. But Ralph will lose. And we did. And we did. And it was ugly. Very, very ugly. Uh, and we're still dealing with that. Um, you want to hear from Arnold Schwarzenegger for a moment? Yeah, what the hell? This is so weird. He just showed up at the White House Correspondents' Dinner for no reason at all. Cut 35. From Washington, D.C., it's the White House Correspondents' Dinner with special appearances by Kelly O'Donnell, Eugene Daniels, Karen Travers, the Property Brothers, the President of the United States, and tonight's headliner, Roy Wood Jr. But first, from Los Angeles, a very special message from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hello, everybody. Why? Why was he showing up? You know why? Why do they have him a very special? He's in California. Hello, everybody. Uh, because he's a Trump hater and he flies around the world on private jets uh, complaining about climate change. Cut 36. And tonight's event, of course, sends a powerful message. That you don't see politicians schmoozing and drinking with the press in Beijing or in Moscow and places like that. No, not at all. He'll be having a good time. That's kind of a problem. Schmoozing, schmoozing. It's too, it's, there's too much schmoozing going on in Washington, D.C. I mean, you know, the, the journalists in, in, in China, the journalists in, in Russia, the real journalists, they're like, well, the regime views them as subversives and they're, they're very kind of afraid of them. 
Maybe a little bit of that. Maybe a little bit of that. Wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world? What's next? Cut 37. So even though you've asked questions that annoyed the hell out of me, I remind myself always that you're actually doing the people's work. You're the ally of the people. So never, ever stop shining a light on the truth and informing the public. Yeah, except when it comes to uh, the laptop, except when it comes to Joe Biden and the, the money from China, except when it comes to Burisma in Ukraine, anything anything about Joe Biden, anything about Barack Obama that's perhaps unsavory. No, no, do you shine that light very selectively on uh, all matters Trump, all right? And oh, by the way, uh, they're getting blinded by the light. It reflects right back into their eyes, and they they become blind. It's it's so unfair what they have done, and uh, they're getting a. Hmm, I think they'll regret it. I do because they're driving themselves out of business, out of business. Hey, isn't this sad? If you were, you know, my my dad is so thrilled. We have two grandchildren. He has two grandchildren. Uh, little baby Annalise and little baby Madeline. I guess Annalise is no longer a baby. She's three. She's a little toddler. And today she pressed the button on the elevator for me, as she always does. And she told Madeline, you can do that when you're bigger. I do it now. And can you imagine a grandfather who's the president of the United States not acknowledging a granddaughter? And that's Joe Biden for you. Cut 39. I have six grandchildren, and I'm crazy about them. And I speak to them every single day. Not a joke. Matter of fact, I just got finished going through the calls, and uh, only one of them answered the phone. Uh, but at least I got to leave a message. Not a joke. I don't think he should be actually calling. Uh, well, you shouldn't be calling seven if you really are doing that, but I don't think you should be calling six <laughs> every day. Every day for real? Uh, you are supposed to be the president. Kinda. Kinda. Know what I mean? Uh, Sandra, hello. Oh, good afternoon, Greg. Um, I was thinking about what you were saying about Donald Trump, how he said, uh, another mess. There is a new mess in the workings. It's called brand ableism. I'll explain that to you in a second if I could. So, Right now, we have 1.6 million people in this country that are trans. It's a small amount for this country, but they made this country go upside down. So, you know, we learn it's a deep need for attention. Take Mulvaney, for instance. He was a, he was a male actor. He didn't cut it. Who? Then when he switched. Who? Uh, Mulvaney, Mulvaney, the one you always talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, uh, not Mulvaney. Uh, Dylan, yeah, Dylan Mulvaney. Sorry. Yeah, yeah keep going. Okay, so he, at first he was a male actor, but All right, he tell me about it. transableism. All right, well, I wanted to make a point, but okay. Transableism is people, it's called body integrity identity disorder. People want attention, so now they want to go in wheelchairs, and they, they, they want the doctor to assist them in amputating a healthy limb or snipping at a spinal cord or even making them become blind. And and this is crazy, but 
it's happening. It's happening, and it's going to continue to happen, I think. I know what you mean. I saw it on the Dr. Phil show. Say what you will about Dr. Phil. They brought in a woman who was blind, and she made herself blind on purpose. I was totally aghast. You can find it on. Now, what do they get out of this? What do they get out of uh, doing that? Why? You mean the extra status, the extra, you know, the better parking spot, uh, all that stuff? What do they want? What do they get? Well, that. Well, that's a good point, what you just made. But I, I thought if they want attention. Maybe they're not getting it the normal way. So, oh, I'm in a wheelchair. Oh, what's wrong with you? And and even the trans people, I was thinking about a man. It's very hard to be a man, I would think. You know, you're brought up. you got to provide for your family. You have to make money. I would think that's tough. Not every man can cut it. So then they decide, this is just my opinion, to go the other way. And all of a sudden, they have a new recognition. Look at me. I'm special because they couldn't do it the regular way. It was hard for them. Very so interesting. They- I think you're onto something. It is a shortcut to status, which everybody wants. You're already, you're immediately, you know, in a special class, literally a special class with special legal rights and entitlements. A shortcut, but I never thought of it that way. You can't cut it. If you can't cut it, you're a man. You can act like a man. Name the movie. Anybody? Godfather 1. Godfather 1. Sandra, you taught me a new word, transableism. I'm very intrigued. I appreciate it, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, So, Two Thou, Two Thou, a guy named Two Thou has just been uh, convicted of... uh, well, what is this? Second degree abetting and manslaughter. He abetted in manslaughter. So two thou is already in prison and he's going to stay there probably, uh, for another three years. It looks like two thou. Now who the hell is two thou? Two thou. Not exactly a name sweeping the nation, right? Well, two thou is one of the four police officers arrested in the wake of George Floyd's death. Two thou. Now why didn't you hear much about two thou? You may have saw a snippet of him. But you didn't see much, two thou, because two of the four officers involved in the George Floyd incident were people of color, two thou, and the other guy named uh, uh, Joe Kyung, Kyung, happened to be a black man. So half of the officers involved were non-white, but you never heard that, never really saw that. It was de-emphasized. Now, why was it de-emphasized? Well, if you... Um, well, because they wanted to racialize the whole damn thing. They wanted to milk it as a racist incident. Now, again, I wish that George Floyd wasn't dead, and I wish uh, Chauvin showed a bit more presence of mind or whatever, but uh, I also wish that uh, it didn't say that it was an authorized maneuver to put a knee on the neck of a person you're trying to restrain, but for some crazy reason, it's in the Minneapolis Police Department handbook. I'd also like to know... Why the first coroner who examined the body of George Floyd said that there was no evidence whatsoever of asphyxia and pointed out that there was enough fentanyl in him to kill 15 men. Now, why aren't these things ever uh, mentioned? Why? That isn't what the media is for. The media really should be. Uh, responsible journalism would offer context and perspective. All right. A bit more detail, a bit more fact. We already saw the video. We were all freaked out. Now what? Tell us more. What can't we see? We see the video. Tell us what we can't see. They didn't want to do that. 
They just wanted to throw gasoline on the race fire. In the overreaction, the biggest overreaction to, it was such, I mean, for political reasons, obviously. And this happens, well, happens every two or four years. An incident, uh, police violence, usually involving a white, uh, uh, white officers and a black victim. That's the ideal scenario. And you pour gasoline on it and you milk it for political points. I document this. I show it all in my book, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. Still selling, oh, by the way. Uh, wherever books are sold, Greg Kelly, I'm right there on the cover. Simon & Schuster, thank you very much for the opportunity. They don't necessarily endorse my message, but they think it's important that all messages get out there. All right? Right, left, 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 right? So um, I'd appreciate it if you'd consider it, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Did you? Oh my God! Did you see what was going on in in Oakland, California? Uh, Oakland. I've not seen a beatdown like this. It's crazy. So a bunch of people are like having one of those ad hoc um, motor events where they just take a car and they do stunts and donuts in the middle of the street and they take it over. Very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. And I guess some guy is driving through the neighborhood. It's unclear how he got there or how the fight started. Uh, but he's there and he gets attacked and pummeled and beaten. And everyone's literally jumping on the guy's face, kicking him, punching him. It's absolutely awful. The guy's crying and then he's screaming and then he's crying and then he's out cold. He's out cold. And there are dozens of people doing this to him. And when they're done beating him up, they go back to their uh, little uh, monster truck rally and start doing little donuts and that kind of thing. Um, and at one point, it's like, oh, wow, wait a second. One, somebody's helping the guy. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Somebody's helping him. And then, uh-oh, wait a second. No, he didn't help him. You know what he did? As the guy's out cold, he put a a bucket on top of his head. He put a bucket. He lifted his head, put a bucket. So he's like, it looks like he's lying and his head is in a bucket like a dunce hat or something like that. Now, I looked a little bit more closely because I was trying to figure out if there was a racial component to all of this, and I don't know for sure, but there may in fact have been one. It would appear as though the victim is Asian or possibly white. I'm not sure. I can't tell. Um, and everybody else in the video would appear to be black, with one possible exception of a Hispanic person. Now, unfortunately, I've seen... Thousands of these videos. Thousands. I notice the N-word is uh, is used quite a bit. The N-word is... Uh, anyway, I'm keeping my eye on this because this is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my life. All right? And the man's inhumanity to man. And, of course, it would be... Well, it's obviously a crime, what I saw. And I guess if race was did play a role, and my spidey senses, if I can use that phrase, actually, I don't like that phrase. Something I, There's an indication that there may have been a, a component of racial animus here. The way they humiliated this person with the bucket. And by the way, the other uh, shocking thing that I'm seeing here is, um, wow, wow, Paris. Now, they have been rioting like crazy. And what's the deal? They increase the retirement age from 62 to 64. Now, I noticed this as a little kid watching France. And I love the French. Oh, boy, do I love the French. They are 
Very beautiful people. Yes, they can be high maintenance and annoying and snooty, but boy, oh boy, do they know how to live. They are just, uh, however, um, this is bad stuff, but don't, don't mess with the French. Don't mess with the French. You know, they took on the king, Louis the 14th, and they, oh, what, okay, here's what's happening. There's a total riot. You've seen the footage at this point, a total riot, and they're, they're blaming everything that Macron did that's wrong on the cops. But there's a huge riot there, and they, they, they set a cop on fire. That's what I'm seeing here. They set a cop on fire. Now, fortunately, it was just a little mini flame, and they, it looks like they got it in time. But things are totally out of control. I guess it's not just because they raised the retirement age. It was the way they did it, right, uh, without the legislature. What do they call the red legislature over there? The Grand Assembly, something like that in uh, in France? Free France! Il faut oublier tout pour oublier qui s'enfuit déjà. J'aime beaucoup la France. I really do. Um, everything about that place is uh, is chic. It's very, very chic. Jeff in Forest Hills, hello. Hi, Greg. Greg, I've been following this Trump case, and I just wanted to add Which to one? That, um, well, with this, with this accusation. Um, Which one? I think it's a... <laughs> can't keep track. The most recent one here in New York now with this accusation of rape. Oh, E. Jean um, Carroll, total kook, total nut job, fake news all yeah, the way. But, uh, but you have to look at just the facts. Like, okay, Bergdorf Goodman, there's two stores, okay? It's in Billionaire's Row, okay? One store is across the street from the other, which is right by the plaza, which used to be across the street from F.O. Schwartz. All right, sure, hey, you Sherlock, know, hold on a second, all right? Are you trying to figure this thing out? Now, number one. In 1995, 1996, there was only one Bergdorf Goodman, and it was the one on the west side of Fifth Avenue and 57th Street. I mean, we know where it is. As she said, they met in the 58th Street entrance. I know all that. We know where we know where Bergdorf Goodman is, and we know where FAO Schwartz used to be. Uh, get to it. What do you think? What do you think? My point is, it's not some clearance outlet. They have it's a high end department store, and so they're not just going to leave the, the, the they're not going to leave the dressing area. No one attending back there. I mean, quite frankly, look, this case is a total sham. It's a total sham. I don't believe it. But then again, I don't know if you have you been up there. Have you been there? How do you know? How do you know the dressing room is uh, unattended? I used to work at a department store. I used to work at a department store and uh, the uh, dressing rooms weren't always attended. My ex-wife had good taste. And uh, yeah, she liked Tiffany. She liked all that stuff. Barney's. I didn't even know what Barney's was. She liked all that stuff. What was the other? Um, the Fresh Market before it was around um, in the seventies. All right. I didn't know uh, about right, well, Look, stuff. I mean, all right. So not every dressing room has a little lady there with the with the number checking how many pieces of uh, uh, garments or wardrobe you're bringing in. They don't all have that. In fact, the high end stores generally don't have that because it's like a theft control thing, right? The lady in Bloomingdale's I used to know did that. She was a brilliant woman, brilliant woman. We used to talk about uh, uh, literature and film. I could barely keep up. She was so amazing. Uh wish I could remember her name. Anyway, you're making a lot of assumptions here. I, 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 know, I know this. This lady is crazy. She's a racist. She's totally unhinged. And should have, this case should have been dismissed as soon as, uh, as soon as she opened her mouth. As soon as she said rape was sexy and John Johnson is an ape, I think somebody had to say, okay, we have a mental case here. So, anyway, Jeff, you're good otherwise? Your ex-wife, what happened? Uh, You know, things happened. Uh, Well, yeah, but like what? 
we 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 went separate ways. You grew apart. Yeah, it's all right. She's with a golfer. She's happy. So. Did she cheat on you? No, it was just. Uh, it's, I don't know what it was. Just th- certain things happen. You know, certain right. things happen. I know. You have two beautiful children, so oh. you love them. So uh, what do you do? You know. Yeah. That's that's the best about the whole thing. Any advice for a person? How long have I been married now? Six years. Six years. Six years so far. Okay, you got two little ones. That's the best part. And when the little ones really starts recognizing you, that's when it really takes off. And just enjoy your children, and just make sure you have communication. You got to have communication. I was in a stressed out job. I got put in a city. I didn't know how to handle stress. You know, you know, it's there's no book on how to do that. There's no manual. So well, there is one. Yes, there is the big guy. Yep. The, the Bible. I'm telling you, there's a big passage in there about how to deal with anxiety. Can I just ask you this? How did you cope with anxiety? Well, let's see. It was Guinness. Uh, what? It was, well, I did a little bit of drinking, and then I did a little bit of working. I used to like getting up early and working. I used to like I, that's why I like construction because I used to like it's kind of like going to the gym. I used to really get into my work. And then, of course, after work, we used to have beers. And, uh, but yeah, the stress and anxiety, you just got to breathe. You got to think going, exercising, keeping a clear mind, and communication. Yep. And, I love it. I love it. This, this is great advice and great advice indeed. And, um, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Look, I, uh, did a little bit too much drinking myself and, um, Got the hell that stuff out of my life. Very, very glad. Very few things. Nothing is enhanced with drinking. You think it is, but it's not. What are you up to these days, Jeff? Are you still in construction? No, no, no. I'm doing a little caddying, a caddy, and uh, I'm working on uh, I'm working on maybe an LLC, maybe a delivery van service, like going around the tri-state area. When I was a kid in Garden City, uh, I, I, I tried to caddy. I was about 12, 11 years old. And it seemed like it was very clicky, and you had to be in the certain club. And I don't know, you wait around to get picked by one of the golfers. It was very I, – I I only lasted a day and a half, and I don't think I ever got picked. Yeah, those are the best clubs over there in Garden City. Those guys are great. You what? got Garden City, Garden City men. Those guys are good good, good guys over there, good players. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And they demand the very best caddies because I never got picked. I knew nothing about golf. Uh, hey, Jeff, thank you very much. It's good chatting. And give me a moment. I'll be right back. Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, so I'm trying to get access to this video of the guy being beaten up in in Oakland, California, because I think it's that it's important. It's important that we see this. Unfortunately, looks like the guy who took the video may have been uh, part of the beatdown. Is that possible? I can't tell. Uh, we're not getting any word back. You know, you ever see somebody take out a phone to document a crime? They do it all the time. You know, look at me. I'm, uh, I'm robbing a bank. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Look, and, and, and we're not getting any, any feedback from this guy. Uh, that could be tricky as far as getting the rights to the video. Uh, we'll see what happens. And, um, ah, how's everything else going? Steve Scalise is not getting along with Kevin McCarthy. Hmm. Not a big deal. Uh, happens all the time, especially at work, especially with uh, ambitious people in the prime of life. But, uh, yeah, that may not work out well for either one of these gentlemen. Who would you pick? 
Who would you want in that uh, in that foxhole with you, huh? I would go with Steve Scalise. Man, the, he's already been under fire. It's amazing what happened to him and how they. It's never talked about. This guy was uh, attacked with bullets. A guy opened fire on him, and he was a left wing lunatic, uh, total Bernie Sanders supporter, and that was just brushed away. It's only violence that comes from right-wing lunatics that uh, the media is is interested in for some reason. It's all bad. It's all bad. Hey, whatever happened to um, the governor? What's her name again? Kathy Hochul. Her latest scam, she wants to get rid of natural gas. Natural, No more natural gas because Kathy. Because Kathy thought she'd look good on uh, uh, in, in, in government. Because Kathy had an ego and wanted to run for something. Okay? Kathy. <laughs> Kathy, let's see here. This is Kathy. Man, wouldn't wouldn't Andrew Giuliani have been a hell of a lot better? Or uh, how about Lee Zeldin? Hey, I met Lee Zeldin's mom, by the way. Great lady, and Lee Zeldin's a great guy. I wonder what his move is next. Cut nine, please. Cut nine. I want to ask you about the migrants um, who keep coming. The mayor says that Texas is about to resume busing asylum seekers to New York. Uh, the state budget allocates a billion dollars, which is, is is quite a lot. Is that going to be an annual appropriation, as far as you can Well, say? let's see if we can get the, the problem under control here. I, mean, I just spoke to the mayor. This is very much top of mind for both of us. Ooh, it's I top of mind! The, the countless time speaking to Washington about countless. why we can't get work permits for these individuals, just like we did for Afghan and, and refugees from other countries yep. and people from Ukraine. They come here with a certain status. Sure, stay a while. start working. When you have the unemployment rate we have, we have so many employers who will take people to work in hospitality and, you know, work. There's so many jobs waiting to be filled. Mm. So we think. Yeah, that's why work? Answer. Why bother? Has a difference of opinion. So I'm pushing for more money. for. Can the you city, believe this individual government. is the governor? This Stop. Federal- <laughs> it's bad news. And that Errol Lewis, like the rest of them, you know, always treating Trump like he's the Antichrist. Right. I mean, all of that fake news has a cumulative impact, right? All that stuff, Russia, 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 Donald Trump is a Russian spy, all that crap. And it really did move the needle. And now one of the, I think, he's such a force for good, uh, everything right about America. And they've almost, in a weird way, de facto canceled him. You can't even find Donald Trump on Fox News. Fox News. Those guys are scheming, plotting all the time to get Ron DeSantis in there. Sorry, but that's another reason why I don't want Ron DeSantis as governor. He's not going to be independent enough. You know who's going to be running the country? Uh, billionaires. There's something to be said for having a very wealthy person as president. There is. Otherwise, you got Joe looking for handouts all the time. He's wealthy, but not like as wealthy as he wants to be. He wants to be a billionaire. He's got a paltry couple of hundred million. He wants more, a lot more. All right. Let's uh, got to go across the street. Are you watching the Newsmax show? Have you told your friends about the Newsmax show? 10 p.m. Yes, I know it's a little late for some people, but uh, it suits my lifestyle for the moment. And uh, I hope you would join me at 10 p.m. on Newsmax. We're doing some very interesting things there. Uh, let's see. Like last night, what do we do? Well, we did all that um, that stuff about uh, Epstein. And it's amazing what the Wall Street Journal reported. And I did not know that. I knew, I knew about uh, the Microsoft guy. I knew about 
uh, a number of bankers, but at least they were private sector individuals. I did not know that the director of the Central Intelligence Agency was going to this guy's townhouse. Why? Why? And again, the thing about this guy is he never showed any remorse for what he did. You want to hear what he sounds like again? He's a very ordinary sounding guy, but this is Jeffrey Epstein himself talking about his crimes. Cut 20, please. Cut 20. Did you solemnly swear your testimony you're about to give in the matter now pending? Should be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, ma'am. Could you please state your full name? I'm Jeffrey Edward Epstein, and my residence address is 6100 Red Hook Boulevard in Virgin Islands. Have you ever been convicted of a crime? Yes. What was the crime of which you were convicted? Two uh, counts, one soliciting prostitution and procuring a minor for prostitution. Wow. Said it out loud like that. Hey, I'm looking at a Joe Biden commercial, and guess what it has? January 6th footage. January 6th footage. All January 6th footage. And look at these ugly white people. Oh, boy, they are white, and they, oh, look at them. Look at them. Tonight on the show, oh, by the way, we're going to get a little bit deeper into this uh Cancel culture regarding women, white women. You are still being punished and your sin, your mistake, voting for Trump in 2016. Uh, this is a, a basically a, a, a global bullying campaign, totally sanctioned, totally authorized when you're going against, uh, uh, white folks. Uh, let's see. Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Yeah. Hi. Good afternoon, Greg. Um, before I get to... you got to get to it right away. I don't have much time. Okay. First thing I want to say, I know you're a prayerful person. Um, my family, there was some controversy between my parents' marriage. Keep praying. Always pray. Keep the enemy out of your family life, and you'll be fine. What I wanted to say was about this E. Jean Carroll woman. Um, Lord and Taylor used to have women in the dressing room to provide a service. If you wanted a different style, a different color, a different size, you didn't have to get dressed, go out to the dressing room, pick up another garment. They yeah, we know how it works. You. And? Yeah. So I, I, I have a problem with a woman simply accusing a man of something with no evidence, nothing to back it up. If I had a son or a brother... My father's dead. My uncles are all dead. I have cousins. I would not want some woman to be able to accuse them, to destroy their life, their career, and just on, on her words. Of course I mean, you wouldn't. And look at what they did. Look at what they did to uh, to Judge Kavanaugh. Remember, just on her word, they blew up that guy's life. They blew it up. And I know what it's like to be falsely accused. It is a bad, bad thing. But uh, he came through. I came through. Jacqueline, thank you. I got to go to John in Staten Island. John, yeah. Hey, Greg, one quick thing. I'm sorry. Mayor Adams mentioned that uh, Abbott is sort of a racist because he's putting the illegals into black mayors. Yeah, I know. He says that all the time. That's his go-to thing, playing the race card. He's a He's a bum, Eric Adams, total bum, and a racist himself, oh, by the way. What? But the thing is, who does he have as a mayor? I mean, a governor, Hochul, a white woman. And what about Lightfoot? Lightfoot has Pritzka, a billionaire uh, lawyer. So their governors, they're white. What, what are they doing about the illegals? All Maybe right. they should be taking care of it. Maybe they, yes, 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 they should. John, thank you. Andrew, Andrew, in uh, hi, Andrew. What's up? Yes. Hey, what's up, Greg? Go. Greg, don't go by what you think if 
Trump. He's not a racist. He is. I know that. I know go that. By, Make the point. Go by their actions. Go by what he yep. does and what Biden did. Trump has multiple okay. awards from the NAACP. What else? Would you, say you, that? you said that last week. We all know that. What's your point tonight? By, would you say Obama was racist against blacks? No, but compare Obama's right. record to Trump's record with the African-American community and Trump is much better. He funded black colleges. He times. sure did. And he, the, the Obama used to make him go through this ritual so he could feel important. Andrew, thank you. And finally, we end things with Joyce. Hello, Joyce. Oh, Greg, how can I say this? Greg, you mentioned something before about not wanting to mention someone's name. Yeah. It was Susan. You know what came to my mind? Who? Obama. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. I mean, not to you, but to me. All this is going on around him, and he knows nothing. He's conspicuously missing in all this somehow. And also, I love President Trump this morning in his scotch hat with the pom-pom on the top. <laughs> yeah, was I laughed my head off at 5.36 in the morning. And also, Senator Johnson was on uh, Cats at Five last, uh, yesterday, and uh, he said that he... Joe Biden committed fraud when he held up that paper during the debate. Now, I know you can be impeached for uh, corruption, treason, which I believe it's, it's all, plus fraud. Is there anything to overturn the election in the Constitution? Uh, at this at this point now, you mean? No. No. Not at this point. No. we got to focus on 2024. I still think it was stolen, though. I'll be back.